Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey guys, welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we undress the truth about sex intimacy and lifelong love and today is our fall kickoff we are so excited yes yes i hope you enjoyed the summer quickies we got some great feedback on those those q a short episodes and it was so popular in fact that we're starting a new segment at the end of every episode including this one where we're going to do a q a time at the end of every episode so don't quit early on any episode because the very end is going to have something really really special uh, for you so we're excited today's topic oh it's a good one it I think, is. Yep, I think you're going to like it. You're going to love it. Let's dive in. Orgasm. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a fun word. And it's if a fun... If you guys could see his face right now, he is loving this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. It's, it's who my, doesn't love an orgasm, sweetie? I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? But there's a very... And we'll talk about the fun of it. I mean, God created oh. orgasms. He wants, it to, he wants it to be fun, clearly. Yes. But... There's also a serious side to this and sometimes a sad side to this that we we need to address. And while we can laugh, and I love that we laugh and have fun on this podcast and we talk about great issues and fun issues, we also, we have to, on the other side of that coin, have to dive in and talk about the really difficult aspects of marriage. Yes. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those who are struggling specifically in, in, in your sex life and even more specifically in feeling that that one or or maybe both spouses is having difficulty reaching orgasm, which is completely redefining the landscape of your sexual intimacy. Um, we just want to acknowledge, first off, that, that that's a real issue a lot of people face. You are not alone, even though it can feel very isolating and it, and it can feel um, just demoralizing in a lot oh, of yeah. ways and discouraging. Um, you're not alone. Don't don't give up. This doesn't define who you are as a person or as a couple, but it is something to to work to try to find solutions to, um, you know, whenever you can. And and I think that that's just where you that's where we start the conversation is saying we're we're going to work towards solutions. You know, we had lunch yesterday with a couple. Um, she has uh, a debilitating um, disease. She has multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, um, it is it has drastically changed. What, what their sex life looks like. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how they found ways to be intimate um, in other ways, that, that sexually, that, you know, they're, they're adventurous and they're creative, mm-hmm. but sex looks way different than it did when they were both young and healthy than it does now. But then they also said, because we've been so transparent and vulnerable and intimate and honest with each other, even through working through that it's going to look different, it's actually brought us closer together. Yeah. And we found ways, even in the bedroom, even sexually, to, to really get closer together than ever before and to, and to have fun in the bedroom instead of looking at it like, oh my goodness, 
we were failing because it can't right. be what it once was. No, I mean, actually, just them telling the story, they had these sweet little smiles on their face and they were like, and we're empty nesters, so you know what that means. Like, we have <laughs> we, more We're time. naked all the time. Yeah, I know. So it was very sweet. And, you know, for those listening who are going through a hard season, I mean, maybe it is a medical diagnosis that is keeping uh, you from reaching orgasm or, or maybe sex is just just not at all what you pictured it would be in your marriage. And, and so we we are not making light of that at all. We just want you to know that there's hope in whatever season of marriage that you're, you're in. You know, there are always solutions. Yes. When you choose to, to fight for your marriage and for your sex life together and not against each other. And I wanna say this, you know, if you're listening and you're like, I've literally never had an orgasm, like ever with my spouse. And I feel like I'm weird or there's something wrong with me or does it mean that I'm not really attracted to my spouse? Like maybe I married the wrong person because it can cause these deep, deep wounds. And I feel like the enemy has a heyday with people, especially, you know, married people having issues in the bedroom because it, it can really mess with us and it can cause us to doubt ourselves, to doubt our marriage, to doubt our spouse. And I just want you to know that you're first and foremost, not alone. I, I remember years ago, I can't remember if it was an article or like a segment on a TV show that I was watching. They were talking about how there's a lot of women who who like have never experienced an orgasm and it's not necessarily their their husband's fault. It's just that sometimes, you know, the, the way that God wires us, there's different things that turn us on more, you know? And so sometimes it's like the foreplay, you're not, you're not, you know, there's not been given enough time to foreplay. And for women as, I mean, we, I know this has been talked about for years and years, you know, women, usually it takes more foreplay to, to reach orgasm. And uh, men, not always, I mean, some men might be different, but a lot of men, it doesn't really take much foreplay to get them there. And so sometimes husbands are just so excited and so ready, ready to for go. this, ready to go, that they just kind of, at that moment, they're not able to control their own urges and they, they you know, go ahead and they reach orgasm and their wife's kind of left there like, oh man, what about me? you know, and, what about me? And so guys, this is where you have to, men, I'm gonna talk to like men, if your wife is not reaching orgasm, then both of you, you gotta be really, really honest about what feels good to you. How can I serve you? Yes. How can I help get you there? Um, and be willing to be willing to to do it, whether that's longer foreplay. And wives, be totally honest. Be totally honest about where where it feels good to be touched, where how it feels good to be touched. What if you position like, you like? What position you like? If 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 you like oral sex, and right. that can help you to to either either before um, intercourse or even as a substitute for intercourse to help you reach orgasm. You've got right. to you got to just be honest about all of that. And guys, if you're reaching climax too quickly and you're not giving your wife a chance, um, and you're doing that consistently, you know, then you've got to, you've got to slow things down. You've got to slow things down to help her, um, to help her, you know, reach, reach the point of climax. And maybe, you know, maybe that means you're rethinking, you know, how you're, you're, you're entering into it. Maybe you need help. There are things like desensitizing gel. There are desensitizing things that guys can use if you struggle with premature ejaculation. Right, right. Um, that's a real thing. And a lot of guys do, and they're like, man, I just can't control it. There are things out there to help you. So we're we're just trying to help you guys kind of give yourself permission to say, there are solutions. Let's yeah. find those solutions. And sometimes those solutions are as simple as being really honest and talking openly about what you like, what you don't, what feels good, and then doing those things. Sometimes it might require some additional aids um, you right. know, whether it's it's a lubricant or a, what, whatever it is that's going to help you, but just keep keep searching. Don't give up and say, well, we're just not going to enjoy it. And I also right. want to say, if there's one spouse that maybe isn't reaching orgasm, 
and you're the other spouse thinking, I'm not pleasing her, I'm not pleasing him, I don't know what is what I'm doing wrong. Just because they're not reaching climax doesn't mean they're not enjoying it. And it certainly doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. Absolutely. And I would say this too. I feel like there needs to be a conversation too about, well, do you reach orgasm when you're masturbating or watching pornography? Because I think sometimes people are doing those things reaching orgasm and then not having as much drive when they come to, you know, to their spouse and having sex with their spouse. And that's a whole other topic. We have many episodes on that. We have many articles on that. So definitely be honest about that because that could also be a barrier in why one or both are not reaching orgasm because you've been sexually satisfied, you know, by doing it yourself, so to speak. And so we don't want to do that because again, we need to, you know, save that sexual energy for your spouse because it's a way that you can serve one another. It's a way you can connect like no other way. It's this beautiful gift from God. But I also want to say this. I think when you have trouble reaching orgasm, it can really create anxiety because you want to so bad. And you, and you want to have that experience with your spouse, but then all of a sudden you're building it up. You know, so then when it comes to having sex, you're like having this buildup and it can, and I don't, I don't mean like sexual buildup. I don't mean like the sexual energy. I mean the buildup, like just hoping and praying that it's going to happen. So then all of a sudden it becomes this, this anxious thing in your life. And so I would even tell you, you need to pray about this. Like people all the time, whenever I talk about this, they're they're like, really pray about sex and orgasm? I'm like, yes. Like God created it for married people, okay? He wants you to have an orgasm. Stop being embarrassed. Stop being ashamed. Stop. Absolutely. And yeah, this this is first off, Every couple goes through some kind of issue sexually. Absolutely. Every single couple. You don't have to feel like you're the only one on earth, but you've got to have the courage to talk openly about it first and foremost with your spouse. And then, you know, talk talk to God about it, like Ashley said. Yes. He wants you to have good sex. And just, I'm telling you, you pray with your spouse mm-hmm. just anyway. It's one of the most intimate acts you can do. It's as intimate as sex itself. And pray together about your sex life. I think having the courage to talk about it out loud to each other and to God, that alone will take you to another right. level of intimacy. Um, and then beyond that, get creative. Do some things you're not doing. Right. And I don't even know what that looks like, but I mean, God's given you an enormous amount of freedom to express yourself sexually and right. for it to be playful and fun. Don't look at it as this chore. Don't look and at not it. not pressure. Yeah, I think don't take, take the, the pressure yeah, off. Take the pressure off yourself. Right. And just, just get naked and have fun. And I would say too, the way you can relieve pressure is just loving your spouse, you know, rubbing their back, like taking that pressure off because you want the other, you want your spouse to feel good. Like this, this mutual, beautiful act where you want to satisfy each other. But I think sometimes when, when one or both haven't reached orgasm there, again, there's that pressure. So just pray about it together, pray with and for your spouse, especially if you have a spouse who's never had an orgasm, really, really pray for them and just say, Lord, you know, help us get there. We, we want this so bad. We want to connect in this way so bad. And I want my spouse to feel good. And I don't want him or her to feel ashamed or, or like there's something wrong with them and just take the stigma off. I would even venture to say too, if this is a, an issue that has been continuous in your marriage and you're kind of hitting a brick wall, so to speak, I would go see a counselor. I mean, sometimes there's there's things, you know, mental blocks that you can have that where, because sex is very much, I mean, it's mental, oh, it's your emotional. Mind is I mean, the most powerful sex it's the most powerful. And so I would, I would say, um, you know, definitely see a counselor. Sometimes you can even have, like I mentioned before, anxiety and depression can become this huge issue just because of not having an orgasm and then feeling ashamed because of it. So be willing to talk to a Christian counselor and do whatever it takes to to get the help that you need. But bottom line, we want you guys to know you're not alone. You're not the only one. And you will get through this. I know. You will. You will. You will. And 
Hopefully, guys, this this short conversation today will help you to spark some new conversations and some new uh, sexual exploration in your marriage to lead you guys to a closer sexual intimacy than you've ever had before. We hope you've enjoyed these kind of Q&A episodes that we've had. And we've, we've gotten such great feedback on Q&A that we've decided that starting next week, and next week we're going to go back to our regular, the regular format full of our episodes. episodes, our full episodes. They'll be longer. But at the end of those episodes, we're going to do a brief Q&A section at the end of every single episode. So if you want one of your questions answered, you can reach out to us and submit questions. You can go to nakedmarriagepodcast.com and find everything you need there. Uh, to submit your answers to Ask us. us anything. I'm serious. Like you guys know, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know we're willing to talk about just about anything and even tell you some of our own embarrassing stories oh, yeah. of uh, whatever. So like we want to be, like this is called the Naked Marriage for a reason because we want, we, uh, we believe that God wants us to have honest, transparent, connected, thriving marriages. And the only way we can do that is by talking about stuff that really matters, stuff that, maybe before we were embarrassed to talk about. So these are gonna be anonymous questions. Like we're not gonna say your name on the air unless you really want us to. But, uh, you know, please just ask us whatever's on your mind and heart and we will do our best to answer it. So we will see you next time. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today.
I'm so glad we got to have that conversation about orgasms, which is such an important part of marriage and a struggle and a silent struggle for so many people. And hopefully that conversation helped. Um, We've got additional information about how to connect sexually in our book, The Naked Marriage. Uh, And I encourage you to read that or listen to that audio book as a follow-up and as a next step. But now it's time to dive into the Q&A section of the podcast. And I'm so excited that we're adding this segment And we got some great questions that have been sent in already. We encourage you to send in questions uh, if you would like for us to, to answer those. But here's the very first one. Is there such a thing as being too sensitive and getting offended way too easily in marriage? Or should you be able to express that your feelings are hurt no matter how ridiculous it may sound at the time? So this is a good question. You know, it's yes. I, I can see see both sides of it. And I can see where if a husband and wife are wired up completely differently in terms of kind of their, their sensitivity meter, where this could cause a lot of friction and misunderstanding. And so, sweetie, the you wise, wonderful woman, why don't you dive in and, and start with your perspective? Well, when I saw this question, I honestly like laughed to myself because... I think I've asked this question. Like, I think Dave and I have talked about this question a lot because I'm one of those people where I, I feel, I have all the feels like all the time. And there were times where I used to hold that in and what would happen is I would, it would like bubble up eventually and I would spew it out on Dave in like a really unhealthy right. way. And, it you know, was- in, our, in our book, we shared like specific stories. And so, and it could be over the silliest thing because, and we'll tell ourselves, well, it's silly that that bothers me. So I probably shouldn't say anything. But the bottom line is it's not silly. And, and the more we can address something in a really calm and healthy way, in a positive way, and just be like, listen, I know I'm probably a weirdo, but this really bothers me. It, it kind of takes that, that, um, intensity off of it. Because I think what happens is when we hold it in, it becomes more of an intense issue because it's bothering us more. And then we become more passionate about it. And then before you know it, we're either not talking about it and giving the silent treatment, or we're like passive aggressively, you know, acting weird towards our spouse when really we could just come out with it and say what's really on our mind and heart. Because the truth is, you know, maybe it is weird, but if it bothers you, then it's something worth mentioning. Because when you're married, even if you don't agree with how your spouse feels on something, you got to hear them out. Yeah, You got to listen to them. And you can't minimize each other's feelings. Never make your spouse feel stupid or negative in any way because they're feeling a way that's different from you. And never assume that just because you're feeling a certain way that your feelings are automatically right and your spouse is automatically wrong. And so you've got to go into it with mutual respect. You've got to go into it saying, I want to share what's on my mind and what's on my heart. Um, but at the same time, I, I want I want to be open to realize that that maybe I'm looking at this in the wrong right. perspective. Maybe I'm thinking the worst of my spouse instead of thinking the best of them, thinking they don't care or thinking that whatever. Right. And so it's an opportunity for communication. And I think that if you're if you're constantly feeling hurt, if you're constantly feeling offended, that's usually the result of a deeper issue that's right. going on, either from past hurts um, or from a disconnect you're feeling in your marriage that's just trying to express itself through through feelings. And you, you might need to get to the root of that through individual counseling or through couples counseling. I think a, a trained Christian counselor can really help you identify some of the root causes and triggers that are leading to that. But as for offense in general, I, I think that 
we tend to do better when we try to get offended slowly. You know, I've, I've heard it said that you can tell the size of a person like you can tell the size of a pot of water by how long it takes it to boil. Oh, yeah. And as, as Christians, the Bible has a lot to say about how we should be slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really interesting book by a guy named Brant Hansen, who's a kind of a funny, quirky radio personality. And the book is called Unoffendable. And it, it became this surprise hit book because he was talking about just how much how much more joyful life can be when we really take the Bible's truth to heart about not getting offended and being really slow to anger. And so that can be an interesting resource if you feel like maybe you're someone who is really quick to get angry, really quick to get offended. But as for feelings and marriage, yeah, your marriage has to be the safest place on earth to really download and talk about whatever you're feeling. That's so true. And I know we talked a lot about this on the podcast, but I want to say it again. We need to really assume the best in each other. Yes, that's huge. And that, when you assume the best— it's hard to be offended because you know that sometimes your spouse may say something that they truly, like, you know, they don't mean it the way that it sounded. And you may even want to say like, hey, sweetie, I know you didn't mean it that way, but that was, you know, that kind of hit me a little hard, you know, but I think most of the times if we just assume the best, then then it doesn't become an issue. Now, if this is something that is a repeated thing that is hurting you, you need to say something. You don't need to harbor that. You don't need to put that on the shelf and act like it's going to fix itself. You need to say something, but you need to say it in a in a really calm way. And I'm I'm talking to you as someone who has made this mistake multiple times, <laughs> and I laugh about it because it's ridiculous. I made myself look ridiculous, and Dave has been so sweet to me and oh kind my I, and giving me I, lots I of grace. I get plenty grumpy. <laughs> I, I, I turn into what we call BMD, bad mood Dave, and you don't want it. You don't. You don't BMD. Yeah. It's and I'm bad. I'm kind of like a nerdy, weaker version of the Incredible Hulk, and um, it's just—it's not pleasant or attractive. We laugh about that too, but you know, I think that again, we have to give each other a lot of grace and assume the best in each other. Yeah, bring out the best. Let let your marriage be the safest place on earth for both of you to express whatever you're feeling, um, and that communication can lead to such deeper levels of intimacy. So that was a great question. If you've got a question. Go to this website, nakedmarriagepodcast.com. And when you go to nakedmarriagepodcast.com, there will be a place for you to submit questions. And we look forward to hearing hearing yours. This is going to be a fun segment we're going to do at the end of every episode. And we would love to have a question from you. 